0: with Ryan Reese from Southern California.
1: This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now one 564 6173 or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I'm ready. I'm rested. I'm ready to go. All right, you're looking good. Did you lose weight? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. I did for a couple of days, and I ate a lot of ice cream on my vacation.
2: So. so how much ice cream? Wait, so where'd you go?
1: I was pretty local. I was out in Palm Springs area, um, stayed at a resort, then went down to San Diego for a few days. I had a tan for like a day and a half, but yeah. I'm Irish, so it you know, goes away he, really He was quick. red for a day. <laughs> I, I, was, <laughs> I was red for a day. And then I was on a good one, drinking a lot of water, but then I... You know, fell off and hey, ate a lot of ice cream.
2: It's hard to look sexy, you know? <laughs> so tonight, um, I got two of my good friends in studio. Uh, Sean McKeon is back. And we got um, Phil Evans back from um, Australia uh, once again. And if you guys um, don't know who he is, I had him on a past show, and we were talking about his uh, testimony. I would highly recommend going back and listening to the show. It was seriously intense and powerful. Um, just talking about growing up and not uh, having a, a father mm-hmm. that was around. And we know that's a, a huge uh, subject, this culture. We're living in the fatherless generation. Mm-hmm. and a lot of you guys could probably relate to it. It was very powerful, so suggest to do that. So thank you for being back. Uh, Phil, I thought it would be awesome just to get all three of us in. yeah uh, Like minded people. We got Phil representing Australia, Sydney, Australia. And we got you uh, representing uh, the taco shop. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: the ice cream man too. You yeah, eat way more ice cream it. than me. That's for sure.
2: Okay, so check this out. I'm gonna tell you about my vacation. <laughs>
1: well, I wasn't no, it wasn't even a vacation. <laughs>
2: what actually, it? I Good got, size. I yeah, I actually uh, I went out to Hawaii. I know it sounds like a vacation, but I actually went to Hawaii to pitch the Kill the Noise tour to uh, uh, like 400 people. Uh, leaders, pastors, and the whole conference was about, it was called like a revival, the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. I didn't even know that was the subject till I showed up to the conference. I was like, perfect. I'm going to tell you guys about this worldwide revival Mm. we're part of. So we went there, we booked a bunch of schools and we're going back to Hawaii to tour, but I got to be in Hawaii. Mm. So the place I was staying had this bomb ice cream shop. And literally, it started off with like I'm like, yeah, let me get a scoop, and I was like, let me do two, and then like to my dad, he's like, hey, I'm gonna get two chocolates, so he got two, I got two, and then the next night we stepped it up, I went three, and uh, pretty much I continued to do. So three basically, every there.
1: night ended in the, the ice cream. Every place.
2: single night, but then I started feeling guilty, <laughs> so I started going to the ice cream shop earlier. <laughs> so I'd, I'd eat the ice cream at night, and then I'd eat the salad, you know, for dinner. But I was, but what happened is instead of eating two like eating a meal and eating two scoops I would eat three scoops <laughs> and then I'd do the salad at the end well, you know whatever like from just forever my mind you know to make me sleep well yeah. at night you know whatever but then I went to In-N-Out and got a triple animal style
1: how about animal fries Animal fries. Oh my! Always. <laughs> I, took, I, I took, discovered I took, the joy of.
2: <laughs> I took him yeah. Aust, or uh, Austin. I took uh, uh, Evan, uh, Phil to get. Uh, I was almost called you Austin Carlisle. Yeah, um, you. Took Phil Feeling to very get very similar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so today, um, tonight, I want to talk about um, kind of just like what's God's doing around the world. You recently just got back from a trip. You actually, you're you're going all the way around the world. Yeah, man.
0: We worked, we worked it out last night, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. so t- tell us about it.
0: You started uh, right. off
2: in Sydney. Yeah, so I'm, I'm in
0: Sydney, Australia, uh, which is pretty far from here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, left there, flew over to Kenya, uh, did a week in Kenya. So we've got a, a church that we work with over there and uh, talking about some church planting stuff and discipleship. Um, i tell you that the church in Africa is, uh, is thriving, yep. while the church in the West is on decline. So uh, I think those voices are really significant for us
2: in the west uh, mm. if we we're to see churches strengthened and, tell, tell us what the difference is like i've never been to africa kenya yeah man um what what like what do you see the difference in in like the church like what, what's it like versus from australia too yeah
0: yeah oh, what's the differences man the church so i'll i'll, I'll answer that question with a story so i went yeah. to a young adults uh event so there's a church in, uh, in downtown Nairobi called City Lighters Church. And it's uh, started by a young guy, I don't know, late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. And in, in a year it's grown to about 500 Damn. people and everyone will be fast. under 30. Like when I preach there, I'm looking around going, I'd, wow. yeah, I felt like I was, I'm was. 33 and I felt like I was, you know, over the hill. Wow. Uh, so you boys would be stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they got a special section for that. Uh, but it was amazing, man. And then uh, that was on the Sunday. Uh, and they've got all the influences. So they got like the Justin Biebers of Kenya and, oh, you know, yeah. these guys have got millions. They're of, all going to the church. Yeah, man, getting saved. No um, it's amazing, man. And then on the Tuesday night, I went to their Bible study. And I was meant to speak at that and it's on this rooftop out mm. in the open uh, in the city and uh, there would have been three, four hundred young adults there mm. for this Bible study. And uh, after about three hours, so they started off by sharing, uh, sharing, reading through a chapter um, of, of Ecclesiastes, I think they were doing Ecclesiastes <laughs> too, um, mm. and for three hours they passed the microphone around as these young people, anywhere from 12 years old to 30, just like Unpacked this passage, and there was conversations, and 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 three hours later, he's like, "All right, you can get up and speak." And I'm like, "Oh Dude, my god, right. this sermon has been preached like 15 times <laughs> over." I, I, so I got up and spoke for about two minutes and just brought it home, and you know, and, and 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 prayed over them because I was like, "Man, this this is church." Right. Wow, that's you know, crazy, it was amazing, man. So and then had the people there who were kind of you know, you know, bring it into line of things if things were get getting out of hand. But it was um, you just don't see that. Um, and they, those guys that. are those guys are the influencers of
2: the next generation. Mm. Um, so, so in the, in that country, is it um what's the religion there? Is it yeah, more so like Muslim? Islam, no, no. Or? So it's
0: predominantly Christian. Okay, um, it's, in Kenya it's, now. Yeah, it always has. So uh, I think it's like ninety percent. Wow. Mm. like Christian, but again, cultural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, like yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they're kind of based on Christian values. Dude, that like is that. unreal. But, um, so that's the first stop. Yeah, that was awesome, man. So, those guys are doing amazing things. Um, we connect with a church there called Nairobi Chapel. Um, I can't remember the exact numbers on how many churches they've planted around Africa and around the world. Um, I'm going to take a punt and say it's like 150 um, out of this church. So, mm. they send, you know, so it'd be a similar church size to Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs, around 5,000 people. Mm. They send groups of anywhere from 30 to 100 multiple times a year. plant churches um, and uh yeah all over out in the west all over africa all over kenya um, a lot of their pastors Mm -hmm. are are, uh, guys in their 20s um, just going out taking steps of faith Mm -hmm. taking their families to new places and uh yeah it's just inspirational man heck yeah uh, they said i don't know who it was but about 10 years ago or 20 years ago someone said the time is coming where the West will stop sending missionaries to Africa, and Africa will start sending missionaries to the West, and, yeah. and we're dead smack in the middle of that now.
1: We are. You know, I had the opportunity to, to hang out um, the other day with Phil, and we were talking about this, and, you know, talking about going to Australia first, and something that you said the other day kind of just really hit home. You, you were talking about how if people are in the church, and, you know, they have a faith in Christ, it's legit, it's genuine, Generally. because there's not that... That cookie cutter Christian culture aspect that has been prominent in here in the United States in many places, um, but it's not really lived out. It's like going through the motions aspects. And maybe they know all these songs, mm-hmm. they know all this, you know, cookie cutter kind of stuff, but they don't have this broken relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And over there, it's like walking w- as a believer. You know, you don't have any benefit. You were saying you're almost like mm-hmm. isolated a little bit more mm-hmm. from society. And um, what happens is it's not – you don't get that genuine aspect, mm-hmm. you know. And I think as you look at history, you know, you look at the church, and we know this, you look at the book of Acts, like, the church, like, grew in so its numbers, but it was in the midst of persecution yeah. Yeah. where, like, it wasn't popular to be a Christian. Actually, it would cost your life. Yeah. And for us, you know, and what you said, it is true. There are going to be people, and there already is people coming from other nations coming here to show the gospel, yeah. because our nation, even though they know of God, they don't know Him personally, they're, and they're, you're seeing it in our culture. They're,
2: it's funny that you say it because they're laxity on 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 um, evangelism, right? American mm-hmm. Christianity, right? Yeah. That's why the missionaries are coming over to do evangelism. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Everyone's just like, oh yeah, it's all good, Christian, yeah. you know, just that whole like lifestyle. There's no urgency, and anything. I'll say
0: that's that's still
2: the same in Australia to get a, a,
0: someone to, to share their faith and to actually live out that missional lifestyle mm-hmm. yeah. is still is still very difficult and because I think the culture is so hostile towards yeah. it yeah. you know like I um y- you've gone from you know when I became a Christian kind of towards the end of high school it was seen as like the nerdy thing to do yeah you right. know, it was like straight-laced you know like yeah. mm-hmm. oh here we go you know you got got religion sort of thing now it's you're seen as a bigot you know, you're seen as full of hate. You're seen as someone who, you know, your 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 opinion and your perspective has no value, and um, that's a tragic thing. Yeah, but uh, but because of that, people don't want to they want to put themselves out. They want so yeah, think they want We need to see a, a, a rejuvenation of of people's just passion to say, man, I'll, I'll take this thing to the ends of the earth, if it, even if it costs me my life, as as Sean was saying, you know. Like, and
2: that's what the, that's what's going on with Australia. As you give your life to God, that's the difference between american christianity and i mean you you have to literally if you're a christian in that country you have a mm-hmm. it's people are not psyched on you at all mm-hmm. yeah that's right yeah so yeah, that's
1: yeah amazing. i i think that there's there's differences and there are there are similarities as well because that aspect you know we're seeing this in our culture as well united states of america people we're walking with the lord and have have a voice and communicate um that it is looked at as a bigot as well, mm-hmm. you know, or you're closed minded yeah. or you hate these people. And now Jesus, if you believe in Jesus, actually, you, you hate gays or you hate these people, or you hate this. And it tries to put you in a box.
2: They're trying to market that.
1: They're right trying to market it For huge sure. because they, they want to discredit the whole volume of God's word, of his truth. And we're seeing the moral decay in our nation like never before. like We're seeing it skyrocket in every aspect. You're seeing it more, and we've always talked about it, and me and Ryan, we brought it up multiple times on the show, Um, and it's been a um, process over time, over the last 50, 60 years. But in the last couple years, there is just a strong push because things can be so inundated so quickly because of the rapid information that's out there. Man, we're living in some crazy times right now. But for us as believers that are really walking with God, we have to take this time to really be sensitive to God's voice. Just as anybody walking with Lord strong in Australia or Africa or wherever, like Jesus says to the Samaritan woman, "There's coming a time when the true worshiper shall worship in spirit and in truth, not religion, mm-hmm. not because religion's not going to reach anybody. Yeah. You know, um, these do's and don'ts kind of mentality." People have to see that you live a spirit filled life yeah. and you make them, um, you stir up their appetite for what you have, yeah. you know, the, the peace that you have, the rest that you find in the Lord, knowing that you're not perfect, you know. And I think that as you look through scripture, you see men and women that were not perfect. They had a lot of issues or they went through struggles. Even Paul went through struggles. Um, he would say that, man, there's things that I don't want to do and I find myself doing yeah. sometimes and this battle, the spiritual warfare battle that, that's there. Um, but a, a lot of times society likes to put you in a box where you're like unrelatable if yeah. you're a Christian. But it's not true. And the reality of it is we're just people. Uh, all of us are, are born into this earth trying to make sense of why we were, are here. I believe that the Christian faith has many great answers to those deep questions of life, and I don't think it should be discredited, especially when you're seeing a nation hurt so much, depression, Mm -hmm. anxiety, you know, confusion on every aspect, whether it's sexuality, whether it's identity as a whole, purpose, all these things are just spinning people's minds going so many different directions.
2: Now with that said, when you're in Kenya, what was the, because I mean they have technology obviously, and... What, what no. Did you see the same kind of effects on the youth there with what we're seeing with um, the rest of the world with, with the depression, anxiety, and stuff like that? or
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely present. I don't think it's on the same level. Um, yeah. I had an interesting conversation with uh, a lady uh, who's in ministry there. Yeah. And she was saying that a lot of kids go to Canada, the U.S., or Australia for, for university okay. from Kenya. Mm-hmm. And uh, they see a marked difference in them when they come back. Really? Around all of those things. Mm. Like what? Around depression, around oh, she, uh, hardness uh, towards uh, God. Um, right. That that, two, that three or four years that they spend yeah. in our cultures, Canada, US, Australia. I think some of them go over to Europe. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, they, they, there's actually a marked difference in
2: them, in mm. their hardness and in some of the things that they bring back and um, that's that's the same effect too obviously when like when you hear about like our like kids that grew up in church or whatever that are walking with god once they get out of high school and they go to college it's like the, i don't know the statistic yeah. but the rate of them just being gone just yeah. like yeah. duns because the, the you know the the teachers university teachers they yeah. just drill them like are you kidding me yeah. like right. yeah. make a fool out of them in class yeah yeah that's nuts
1: yeah, yeah. the the pull so strong that's why mm. and that's why there is that, that warfare. Um, and, it, it, and that's what the world does. It puts a burden on you. It puts a burden on you and you gotta, You react in some way. Mm-hmm. You, you know, um, you can take so much stuff, and that's why you're seeing the pressures of young people, right? Ryan, you birthed, um, God led you to uh, birth this, kill the noise tour of like just, because there is truly so much noise. Mm-hmm. I was watching something on, on television just earlier this week as people are going getting back into school, a teacher having these like little pouches that they were like checking in all the kids' phones as they came in mm-hmm. and they were trying something new for the class. And they've actually Wait, seen uh, what grade is I, this? I, I want to say it's high school, right? Um, and they were turning in their, their phones just uh before class or whatever. And they're already seeing improvements in their attention span oh, and everything dude. like that. Yeah, and it is true. I mean, just on a small microscopic dude, the level, of like that, that,
2: there's going to be they're, they're going to be putting some rules into place with this oh, whole technology thing. At this point,
1: yeah, your mind gets all over the place. Yeah. You can't focus, and so it's gonna
2: probably get to the point where they they have to check them at the beginning of school, mm-hmm. and then they get them out like at at the end, or you no. know, mm-hmm. there, there's gonna be some drastic yeah. changes with that whole thing.
1: For you, as you've been able to travel and being a pastor in Australia, where's it kind of like stirring your heart in this aspect, like? What do you see as the big challenges that you're facing right now as you go back home? What, what where is your burden? What's your burden in your heart right now?
0: Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I think I think in Australia people are, uh, you know, that that overwhelming connection that we talk about with kill the noise mm. is is just so real for people of all ages. Yeah. Um, in Australia, you know, you depression. All those things are all time high. The same is here. Um, the thing that's really uh, been a burden on my heart. Is to really see people move from um, an apathetic, comfortable Christianity to just you know, like I said to some guys just the other week, I said like I would love to see you late for church because you've stopped mm. to be oh, with yeah. someone. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. It's like man, like let's not just let's not just play church. Let's not just yep. go through the rhythms, mm. um, go through the the processes, but let's actually see. You know, our, our church is full of full of amazing godly people, um, but if each of them took what they had and, and took it into their workplace and into their, their homes, the um, church would be the, growing. <laughs> oh, and the country would be would be yeah. transformed. Yeah, um, I just think there's such a Australia is a very comfortable country for most people. You know, mm. it's it's a mm. economically and things it's a it's a healthy place. It's mm. a, it's a relatively safe country. You know, it's one ranked one of the safest countries in the world. Like, um, and it's not until that crisis that people suddenly go, oh, what's going on? But they don't turn to the church anymore. Yeah, They turn to all sorts of different things, mm. you know. Um, and so I just I just want to see the church become, uh, I can't remember, uh, I think his name's Jerry Cook. I could have that wrong. But he talks about the church as either a field or a force. So the church is a field is it's nice and neat and contained and people come and they graze and they eat and they get their fill. But the church is a force. Is something where you know we we come together and we're stronger together and we go out mm-hmm. and that's that's my heart is to see mm-hmm. the church as a force that you know that just that, that breaks down the walls of the church mm-hmm. and uh
2: yeah when you when you uh were, were traveling on this trip from kenya where you went to what was the next thought you went to uh you went to dubai you ended up i in dubai went to dubai for, <laughs>
0: I went to Milan as well on my way to New York. I don't know why I went there, but that was just airports. They all look the same. Uh, uh, spent a night in New York City with some friends and then uh, spent a few days in in Indiana. Yeah, how was that? That um, yeah, was good, man. That's, again, people that we've kind of talking church planting with and discipleship. We've done a lot of discipleship in partnership with them. Um, and uh, we've yeah kind of developed some stuff around relational discipleship as opposed mm. to Classes where someone goes for ten weeks and yeah you know, sits and does a class and gets a tick and then goes on to the next class it's Like, what does it look like to actually equip people mm. to walk one on one with right. someone, and um, and not just at a leadership level, but actually equip our people. Mm. Uh, our our heart and our hope is that within uh, by the end of next year, uh, twenty twenty, by the end of this three year vision, that we would um, have seen uh, everyone in our church engage in a one on one discipleship relationship, either. As, this, as the person discipling, or as someone who's kind of coming to, to hear and, and glean. So that's what that was about. And then uh, then I was over in Ohio, where I've spent a fair bit of time over the years working in the prison system. Um, so my friends, Pat Pat and Sarah Davis over there, um, and hopefully get the whosoever's connecting, they're doing some stuff in juvies and stuff. I'd yeah. love to get you out there, man. Yeah. Um, do the kill the noise, but they've just started a church called The Fringe, um, which is all for just people on The Fringe, it's they got you know I spoke at their church. we spoke was it their recovery um, program they have, and you know it's people from the streets. It's it's people just coming out of jail. Mm. Um, it's an amazing thing they've set up an art. So they've got a cafe with it. It's like an art gallery. Yeah. Street art. Um, just a just a beautiful expression of. of and That's um, the church. Yeah. It's just the art yeah, gallery in Hamilton, Ohio. So.
2: And it makes yeah. it so much easier uh, just for people to walk in. Yeah. It's a great. It's a great. Way no, to, uh, mate, these to, uh, guys, fish, fish yeah. People. These
0: guys. If you if you're around uh, the Hamilton, Ohio area, those guys are guys to connect with for sure. What was the vibe
2: mm. like uh, in that in that area? I mean, you're out here, obviously in LA, and you've been cruising around Orange yeah, County. Yeah. What, what's what's the vibe like there? Uh, in in Ohio, yeah. in Hamilton, but, um,
0: it's very different. Yeah. It's a lot is a lot uh, lower socioeconomic, uh, particularly where we were. Mm. Uh, I think the city of Hamilton has gone through a lot of a lot of hardship over the years. Uh, it's the Ground zero of the heroin epidemic in America. Mm. So Whoa. there's, there's so more like people, fentanyl and all that. Yeah, there's more wow. people per capita there uh, than anywhere else. Um, there's a massive housing crisis. Um, so it's it's the front line, man, of the yeah. uh, of the you know the poorer side of of society. Um, and uh, you know the the incarceration rates. I mean, right across the US are are high, mm. uh, the highest in the world, in fact. But Ohio within the US has the highest incarceration rate so wow. um you know they just got just got people See, cycling about that, huh? cycling no. through prison and um so we went into some prisons and we did a music therapy program so using mer- music uh, teaching people to to express themselves to share their story to find hope you know some of them are lifers some of them are getting out you know sooner mm. rather than later but for all of them it's like music you know yeah. as, mm. as as we all know is such a just it breaks down all or barriers, and you know, mm. there's so much, so much powerful imagery in in music that can mm. they can really help restore and, and point people to to hope uh, and ultimately to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so it's a really cool thing.
2: That's dope. And then yeah. from there, you ended up coming, now you're here, Cali, baby. Yep, you got to teach at a. Uh Got you uh, at W Live yeah. Friday night yeah. and then Sunday. Sunday night. Yeah. So did people like him, Sean? No, no. <laughs> I, that's what I keep hearing. I no. I I read the room for I I <laughs> keep <read> the blogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No,
1: no. Actually, they they loved it. You know, and one thing that's cool, I had an opportunity to listen to him teach uh, before he came through because I just kind of wanted to hear, hear your heartbeat and. Uh, it was cool. It's like the same same heartbeat, same heartbeat, you know, and a lot of guys said the same thing, not just the people from the, the congregation, people that come, but some of the pastors and leaders. So that's great. It's always cool when you're able to connect like that where you're kind of like on the same page um, because we are in the, this battle together. Yep. I, I think that um, we need more people because it, it's so true to like you. It, I know it sounds cliche, but it's like you don't know how many days you have left. Yeah. You don't know how many opportunities you're going to have. And we have to be able to walk through those opportunities. And for people that are doing doing stuff, you got to be able to support them, um, be able to pray for them, mm-hmm. encourage them, because it's a battle. You know, you pass a leader over a congregation, I'm sure you go through battles. You know, we've talked about this. There's pastors here that are battling with a lot of stuff because there is this warfare. there is this um, the demonic, um, oppression that takes place in some people's lives sometimes. The us want to quit the ministry to stop doing it. you ask yourself am I being effective? you know are they listening? do they even want to come like mm-hmm. all those things that you battle with or you know you're pouring into someone or they, they do you wrong it, all those things happen. Mm-hmm. It's like the way of ministry. it's the way of life a lot of mm-hmm. ways. And you got to stay like encouraged. So, I'm so, I'm stoked that you're able to come out I'm and be able to, to teach and stuff like that. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: And if I if I can be straight up, mm-hmm. um, you know, the last eighteen months has been the hardest time of ministry for me. I mean, I've been doing I was a youth pastor from 2009, so been doing full time ministry for ten years. The last eighteen months have been you know hit after hit, mm. and it's been really hard. Um, and and one of the encouragements for me is. Um, you know, the Ministry of, of the whosoevers of Calvary Chapel, mm. you know, like i listened to the studies and the different things and I, and I think, you know, you've got something like the internet that can be so damaging, mm. but it's also, you know, I think mm. the first way we connected was through social media, yep. you know, and it's like, man, you know, it can be such a, a tool for good and, you know, I, I'd, I'd almost go as far as, say, I don't know if I'd, I'd be uh, still pastoring right now if it wasn't for the 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 connection I've had with this place over the last five or six years, mm, yeah, and so the, the ministry and stuff, because. You know, in as much as I, I say to our church, man, you need to submit to the Word of God and to the preaching of the Word of God. As a as a preacher, I need to submit to that too. Yeah. And I think too many of us get to that point of it's you know I'm just going to speak and I don't have to, you know, submit to anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. And whereas I go, man, like if I'm not submitting to, you know, you know, I've, I've heard you preach so many times, Shorter, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and others, and you know, Pastor Chucks and Pastor Royal, like those those studies and things, like that's that's just that's a that's a lifeline, man. So, you know, I appreciate the ministry out of here. And and I said on, I think both times when I preached, I think something that's captured in the Whosoever's Movement Mm -hmm. and in the Calvary Chapel Movement that I I instantly connected with was the harmony between the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. I think too many movements... Have one or the other, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and they go after you know the the signs and wonders, and it becomes this this crazy thing, or they, or people just get become it becomes this intellectual exercise, right. just just, uh. just trying to know the word of God, and it's intellectual. Whereas what I've always just loved from when I f- and I heard about Calvary Chapel through the it was probably two thousand ten, it was yeah. like the first time, whatever. Yeah, but since then it's been man, there's, and it's not balance because when we talk about balance, mm. we, we're talking about getting rid of something in order to yeah. promote something else. Mm. There's a harmony. Because yeah. a harmony that exists in the ministry of this place and of the whosoever's, and and that's what that's what I seek to to live out in my church, and, and so I just want to honor that, and and just say that's 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 something that the world, not just the US, not just Cali, but the world needs is yep. is that that richness of the Word and the Spirit, and those two things together.
2: There's nothing more powerful. Mm. That, nothing that's power. exactly what the church. A lot of people are missing. You, you just the, the actual Christian. Yep. You know what I mean? They're either. You know, we we we've we've had friends on both sides. You know, mm-hmm. they're just going after the uh, all the just the signs and wonders. Yeah. But they're never they're never there's never any growth. They're just mm-hmm. like, oh, let's go here to see the signs and wonders, and then you have know, the other ones that are like scared of God doing miracles. But if He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, yeah, He's told us to go and pray yeah. for people to heal yeah. them that, that are sick and cast out demons. People that I mean, you, you look around with this whole mental health thing that's going on mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of demonic stuff going sure. going on here i mean i was just watching this, this guy just went to just get the last guy that did the shot up the walmart or whatever he's inside of the cell writing about you know lucifer's uh steal kill and destroy he's writing all this crazy mm-hmm. stuff the guy's mm-hmm. clearly a devil worshiper mm-hmm. and this is why jesus has called us to do this stuff and this is what makes the the christian life uh exciting is to have the both in the word of God. He speaks to us, but then he's like, okay, I've spoke to you. You you know what I'm about now? Go do yeah. what you're reading about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the excitement of, of ministry. And like you said, if everyone could just see that it's, like it's peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't eat no, I don't eat no peanut butter sandwich, and I don't eat no jelly sandwich. You put a peanut butter and jelly sandwich together, that's the that's the Christian walk right there.
1: Literally. That is. And I I think that's what like captured us too. It's like, you know, walking with the Lord wasn't this, okay, now I've got to go wear Docker pants and I gotta like, you know, look a certain way. You get this perfect, you know, haircut and you change all this outward stuff. That sometimes people have been. Put these regulations on yeah. on aspects like that, mm-hmm. and before you know it, you they might know the Lord, they might be walking with God, but they're ineffective when it comes to the things of the world. I've seen you lose people
2: lose c- their identity because right. they because they, they created you. Like so, look at you. You're covered in tattoos. You're you know you look skater or whatever. Like you know like you're like from the from the subculture of like rock and roll, skateboard, yeah. Yeah. that whole like lifestyle. Now imagine you become a Christian, and they're like, okay, uh, three piece suit. Yeah. Comb your hair over, get get rid of your tattoos, yeah. or you know what I mean. All of a sudden, you lose your identity. Yeah. When when God created us with that, those those, um, the, he created us with those. Um, what, what's the word? Um, characteristics. Your, your characteristics and those desires and yeah. what you're into. Mm. Like you know, yeah. He created you with that stuff, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I gave my life to God. I got to get rid of all that stuff, and I got to become this this other thing. Mm. I've seen too many people lose their identity. And who god created him to be and then like i mean i think you've even heard chuck smith say like be who you are don't try and be this pastor i've seen people try to mimic pastors right you know they start dressing like the pastor and start talking Mm. like the pastor and that's not who god created you to be you have to be an individual Mm. who Mm. you are and when you're walking in that walk that's when you're that's when you're comfortable in your own skin and um god starts blessing you because he created you to be that one person
1: yeah that, and that's what he's talking about, like the balance between one. More yeah. Live with Ryan Reese coming no, up. No. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now, one 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. do say Like the balance between walking with the Lord, knowing His Word, being open to the Spirit of God, that balance, you know? And you you said that you've seen that aspect through the Calvary, the whosoever, and because that influence, I've seen lived out. I saw it through Chuck's life, I saw it through your dad's life. It's like, I think, you know, sometimes people think they're going going to get raw to get engaged in this crazy, you know, question and answer thing about the end time stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, to get closer with God. But in reality, he might crack a joke, you know. Mm-hmm. He might, you know, ministering to people, eating tacos, you know, <laughs> building a relationship with people like at a taco stand or an ice cream place or at the gym and that kind of aspect where your relationship with God just becomes your life. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just you know the the bad misconception okay I stopped doing drugs and the alcohol that's why I walked with the Lord like when I came to the Lord I in somebody that partied and did drugs and smoked weed just about every day it really and I can attest to this I didn't really count how many days I was sober I I really because it it changed the focus because I there's so many people get sober on different programs all that kind of stuff to me it was much deeper than that Mm -hmm. it was the the heart issue it was there's something that I'm created for. I want to discover what it is. Yeah. And then you recognize something is true and it's the Lord. And it changes everything. It changes your vision and changes your passion. You look at the world differently. You look at your friendships differently, your family differently. Actually, you value those things more. Yeah. And uh, I, I think there's just that crazy misconception by people outside that think like going to church or walking with Jesus is this square life it's not it's actually there's more freedom in it than you could ever imagine because uh, people throw around that word oh you know don't judge me don't do this or I'm free to do this I'm free to do this and I I've I've said this often it's like yeah true but freedom will never lead you into bondage yeah and 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 things of your lifestyle have led you into bondage just do a, a little bit of inventory on your life And you'll see that the things of this life, world drugs, alcohol, sex, and all those things that get out of control, out of the will of God, they destroy your life, and they bring you into bondage. And the only way to escape it, the only way to have freedom and liberty, is to be walking with Christ. And it's an exciting life. It's not a boring life.
0: Mm -hmm. you have anything else you want to say about that? Yeah, man. I mean, I I think I talked about it last time I was here, but the... So often the Christian life can be about trying harder and, you know, sh- strive, I think I can, I think I can, but, but God teaches us. He actually wants us to love differently. Mm-hmm. And when we learn to love differently, our, our affections are somewhere else. You mm-hmm. know, our affections aren't for the, the things that we once found, found peace in or found, you know, mm-hmm. our identity in. They're, in they're in God and they're in the things that he delights in. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why it says he'll give us the desires of our heart. Mm-hmm not because he's just a genie that's going to give us whatever we want, but because Mm -hmm. when we are truly transformed by him, the desires of our heart are actually reflecting his Mm -hmm. heart. So we learn to pray the very things that that Mm -hmm. he desires and yearns for and, you know, he's passionate about. Mm -hmm.
2: And and none of that will happen, listeners, unless you actually get into the Word of God. We always stress the Word of God so much. I know... Like, you know, I know when I wasn't a Christian, you know, Mm -hmm. you look at the Bible, you're out of the book, you know, the Bible, like a bunch of words on the page. No, but honestly, dude, this is like the life. This is his voice. You read this and things start changing as we were talking about. The word of God is his voice. And then you have the power of the Holy Spirit in us. And between those two things operating in your life, that's where life gets exciting. Yeah. I mean, if I just read the Bible all day long and had no power of the Holy Spirit in my life, I mean, I would, it would be very... You know, it'd be nice, but it the power, you need the power. Right, That's what shifts the atmosphere. That's what changes things. That's when God speaks to you and, you know, and and he leads you and guides you in your life. It's just, it's, it's a
1: must. There's nothing like being used by God. There's nothing like it. It's like you you can't explain it. That's like when people come uh, to faith in the Lord, they're always encouraged to do a couple things. Pray, right? That's communication with God. God wants to speak to you. You want to build a relationship with anybody? You have to communicate with them. And God desires... You to pray, where you can pour your heart out to the Lord. Lord, I'm having a bad day. Like, I'm stressed out. Lord, help me. Or you're, you're battling with your wife or, or your husband or your children or, you know, multiple things. Do you, you have, say children? Yeah. Oh, I pray all the time. <laughs> have, you, you have multiple decisions you have to make. Prayer. The word of God, as Ryan just said, yeah. the word of God is important. Why? Direction, guidance, mm. encouragement, yep. conviction, all those things that the word does. Um, also, going to a church that teaches a word. The Bible mm. says don't forsake the assembly of the brethren together. Why? You're able to be, um, uh, we have to be a part of the body of Christ because you'll see growth. There, there's a purpose of the church. But also, they also encourage you. But this is the one that's the most neglected to share your faith. And sharing your faith doesn't just mean preaching the gospel on a on a street corner. It is living out your faith. It's being used by God. It's about the gifts of the Holy Spirit working through you. Mm-hmm. And for me, in my life, those have been those moments where it's like, it just gives me a burst of, of energy, of excitement. The first time I ever spoke in front of, of people when I was nervous and you see God go before you, the first funeral I ever did was for one of our Good friends, younger brother that died of a heroin overdose oh, yeah. when he was twenty-one years old, and this because he was the younger brother. You had his his older brother, and then our friends, and so there were there was thousands of people here, and I remember the week before it happened. Um, I ne- I wasn't a pastor at the time. I was just doing stuff here in the ministry, and Dale and Roll told me to do the service. I didn't even I've never done a funeral, you know, and I'm not really that much of an emotional person. But when I would speak about this kid because I dealt with him a lot towards the end before he passed away. I'd get choked up and I'm thinking like, how am I going to be able to do this service and all these people I grew up with like, and I just remember the night before just staying at home, kind of reading, praying the day of seeing all these people coming. I mean tons and I'm in the back hallway and I'm pacing, I'm praying. And I'll never forget as I went up to the pulpit to speak this clarity, this boldness, like God's word just connecting and just hitting the hearts of the people and mm-hmm. the connection with the people was nothing like I've I, I mean, I've experienced after, but at that moment in my life, it was yeah. like, you know God anointed you to be able to teach, to proclaim God's word, to communicate to people. And there's so many people that out there right now, they don't know what their gifts are. You know, it might not be pastoring and teaching. It might be another aspect. It might be the gift of tongues. It might be the interpretation of tongues. It might be some of these other gifts that when you don't experience like God's spirit moving in your life, you're gonna be living this boring life. You're only gonna be doing like the just the the, the base of stuff and not really experiencing the goodness and the power of God.
2: And once you start experiencing that stuff, it just gets exciting yeah you just want more and more you know you just when you experience god just operating in your life mm. you just you just want to go deeper and deeper but yeah. you gotta you just gotta get in that zone mm. and you said
0: before uh, that that young guy who did the shooting in texas was writing kill steal and destroy yeah but that's that's not the end of the story you know like it's it's it's, it's uh, jesus says in john 10 10 the yeah. thief has come to kill steal and destroy but i have come to give, give you life. life and life to the full. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't meant to be settling down. Like, this is leveling up, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not about conforming to, like, like you say, what we dress or what we, whatever. It's about, it's actually about, you know, a, an invitation to create something that, in our own strength, we could never even begin to imagine, man. Like, I'm sitting here in, in California with you guys. Like, mm-hmm. if I was still a chump kid, you know, just doing doing whatever, for whatever I'll read, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't yeah. be doing we, this stuff. No, yeah. We wouldn't be here no, either. That's, right. that's <laughs> it, but, like, th- this is... <laughs> You know, it's a. I would say um, it's a manifesto of creativity. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. You get actually, you're unleashed into something mm. that that in our own strength is is just totally beyond anything we can our imagine, lives. absolutely astound people. Mm-hmm. People should see a marked difference um, because we we follow Jesus. We, they should see a marked difference because when we when we are in culture and we've got to be in culture, yeah. that people look and they go, man, there's something up with this guy. Yeah. It's something different. You know, uh, Peter and John later on. Uh, when they were dragged before the leaders, you know, these guys, they could tell that they'd been with Jesus, mm. yeah. you know, like there's this, there's something about them. And these, yeah. these dudes weren't, weren't looking to, to, yeah. um, to encourage them or anything. They wanted to jack them up, but they go, man, we can see that they've been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be, man. Mm-hmm. That people go, I don't, and I've had mates say it. like, I had a good friend who went to high school with say, you know, I never believed in God. Because of you, I believe in God. I'm not ready to follow Him. But, you <laughs> believe, but he believes. <laughs> but because of what I see in your life, there's no doubt for him now that there's a God. Yeah. yeah. Now he's still doing the party life and wanting yeah. to do his own thing. And, and you know, but that's the him. testimony. Yeah. But it's like, man, that's that's I can only do that much. You know, it's God who does does the rest. And you know, he's got to come to a place as I did, where you go, man. I have got to stop blaming people and stop making excuses and actually recognize that I'm I'm jacked up and mm-hmm. I'm broken and I'm in need of a savior. that's what repentance is you know that's what and that's more to come to that place and
2: that's more relatable too even with your friend you know because you're like you know like like me and you i I know we all hey dude like i'm like i'm not perfect i gotta figure it out that's why i need jesus christ he's changing my life and that's what's the beauty of it that's what's attractive Mm. is that that's the attractive of the message that he died on the cross for our sins he forgives us we're all works in progress that makes the the um the relationship with christ so much more attractive to it's not religion, and it's it's relatable. Like, yeah, I'm messed up, and I I need to figure things out. And well, if he can do it, I can do it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not this rigid, like a bunch of rules and regulations. Yeah. That actually gets rid of the whole rules mm-hmm. and regulations right there. I messed up. I don't got figured out. Yeah. I'm trying to get it together myself. Yeah. yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, you know. One thing you said earlier, and I've been thinking about it the last like 20 minutes or whatever, and you saying how like this ministry has impacted you, whether, you know, watching through teaching, watching through Ryan teaching myself and different stuff. And on the back end, like us here, you know, we're just battling with our day in and day out lives. So you guys don't realize there might be some days, man, I just feel like driving my car and just bouncing for like, you know, some hours or had a, just, a, you know, an argument or just a bad day or just a stressed out day. And like, you might be battling like us have at different times. You're like, dude, this is too hard or yeah. whatever. But you said by faith and you, Go, you teach, and you you try to stay faithful to your call, and it's used as a blessing to other people, other than the other side of the world. Mm. To me, that's like tri- it's a trip to me, <laughs> because um, it, it's what Ryan was just saying right now. We're not perfect. We we have we have battles in our lives, you know. It's always continually looking at yourself, you know. Um, I'm very mindful, and, and I think that I'm very mindful of who I was. Um, you look at your own inadequacies, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not a speaker, you weren't good in school, you you failed in a lot of these different things at different aspects of your life, you know, there's warfare that's added on to that, and, you know, you can question those things at time, but then you're reminded in those moments where God uses you, it's not about you, it's about the power of God working through you. Mm -hmm. I say that because there are probably people out there that they feel that oppression, they feel that discouragement, Mm -hmm. they feel like they're not good enough, and they I don't have the ability to, well, it's truth is like nobody's good, nobody's good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us have issues, all of us fall short, but it's about the power of God working in yep. and through our lives, you know, and I don't know, that was, that was pretty mm-hmm. cool that you shared that because to me it's a reminder. Sometimes people don't realize sometimes because now they start to see, maybe they see Ryan and being able to speak and do all the things that God has done in his life over the years or myself teaching and the same thing happens to you and they look at you as as a leader they look Mm -hmm. at you as somebody that's impacted them greatly um but you look at yourself and like dude (laughs) like i'm just trying to keep it together at times and i've had those moments where people have given you some compliments or whatever and in my heart like it breaks me seriously because it's like wow like Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like a failure. At times. You know, I, I, sometimes I feel like I, I don't got it all together. And like, yet yeah, you see a perspective that I don't see. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm
0: saying? It's, yeah. I've found that the most, the times that I, I preach and I feel the most inadequate. Yeah. And I get to the end of it, and I'm like, man, I was just like pushing that thing out. Is when you get, I get the most response. Mm-hmm. So I might like put together this this message, and I'm like, man, this thing's pimping. You know, mm-hmm. it's got all the. All the funnies in the right places and whatever, yeah, yeah. and you get to the end and you're like, oh, yeah, it was cool," you know. Yeah. But then the one that you've just had to grind through and you're just faithful in, and where you just lean more into God because you go, "I've got nothing, I've yeah. got nothing," and 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 those messages where you're preaching to yourself as you preach it, you know, you go, "Man, yeah. I need this probably more than anyone," and you uh-huh, and then uh-huh. and you get to the end and then just like the response and the, you know, the repentance and the things that happen, you go, "Far out, God!" Like yeah. it's all God,
2: yeah, all it's God, all, God yeah. all the time, it's God. All it's yeah I, forget, I mean that, that brought some memories when I used to teach shine mm-hmm. there's sometimes mm-hmm. I get off the stage and i just because when you get off the stage here you can like just run out the back door yeah, yeah, yeah. and just bounce yeah. and there's been times I'm just like in that green room and I'm like dude what just happened <laughs> I'm out of here yeah. and so I walk out to like beeline it yeah. and someone's like Wow, yeah, God 100%. just, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally running for my car right yeah. now. I'm going to be like hitting that five freeway quick. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's the power of God. It's the power of God. It's, it's you know, if the Holy Spirit is, is, is taken from me, uh, dude, I'm done. It's only the power of God. It's God's grace and the power through the word of God, reading the word of God like we talked about at the beginning and throughout the middle. You read the word, it's God's voice it's his grace everything that's happening in our life it's his grace and his mercy and then the power of the Holy Spirit working in us and through us mm. and that's I mean you're there's three guys that have come from we're not perfect we've pretty much screwed up our our lives and now God's grace and his mercy in our life so anyone that's listening like God could do anything with you guys mm. anything just give your life to him surrender and let him just work in and through you it's that simple. Mm. You know?
1: mm. As you get ready to go back to Australia in a, in mm. a little bit, um, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but, like, when you look at now the, this nation, the United States of America, I know you've been here before, what do you see as the greatest need in, in our in our nation? It's kind of a hard question, Oof. but what do you see as, like, the greatest need? I feel like there's so much
0: division and disunity. Yeah, huh, Big time. And even amongst churches. I haven't seen it here in Cali because I've just hung with you guys, but... You know, in some of the other areas I've been spent a lot of time. I've connected with different churches and the, the rivalry between churches. Mm. Yep. Um, and I just think, you know, where there's unity, God commands a blessing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think we can all go a long way to keeping the main thing the main thing. Yeah. Like it's about Jesus. You know, like the the, the political climate here and everything can be made about so many different things. Mm. Um but rarely do you actually hear the name of jesus mm. you know um and so i just think in as much as there's a there's a, a strong christian foundation in this nation i think that's got to that's got to come back to to jesus christ yeah not not political party not um a party line mm-hmm. not uh, the size of your church or the denomination yeah. mm. um, and i think that's one of the thing i mean in our area i know of sydney we're very blessed to have a lot of unity amongst churches and i know that's not everywhere but what I do know is that I think, for the most part, churches in Australia, if someone's thriving, uh, and I like, they're just glad that people are in church. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, when I look over and I see churches to them, it's like, man, I'm just glad that mm. if someone leaves my church and goes to that church, I'm like, man, that hurts, always hurts. But I'm just glad that they're in church, man, yep. that they're, yeah. they're in an environment
2: where they're going to encounter the living God. And um, hey, it doesn't you know. matter how close churches are because. There's different pastors. There's different flavors. Exactly. You're gonna identify with what you like, mm-hmm. and we just we need more churches, more yeah. people connected and in in unity. You know,
1: yeah. because well, I mean, you bring that up. There's a lot of division, though. It yeah, you nailed it. Div- division and divisions of the enemy. Yeah, I, I mean, understand. biblically, you know, the enemy divides. He wants to seek, kill, destroy. He wants to divide the home. He wants to divide the church. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard it said before, like when in the book of Acts, when the church began to grow persecution was coming from the outside and actually it continued to grow they got tighter amongst themselves but then as time went on division, and so I've started to come from within, from Ananias and Sapphira, yeah. from the lying and all that stuff, and the different aspects. There was division inside. That does more damage, yeah. and the enemy, you know, adjusts his tactics, and that's what he wants to do. I mean, what is one of the biggest marks of a church? Oh, I don't go to the church anymore. full of hypocrites or this or that, or, you know, there's a division in the church, and they get bitter, and they, they, they walk away. Yeah. Or like you said, churches say or our way is the right way, and they're the wrong way, and, and there's division. And if you look at the Bible, if you look at Paul's letters, and he's talking about, hey, as long as uh, Christ is Mm. preached, like that's amazing. Like they're not trying to start start a war, you know. Obviously, praying that they're they're teaching good doctrine and stuff like that. But is Christ being preached? Mm. That's the key. And Mm. I think that heartbeat. you need to continue to have, so that that's amazing. Like being encouraged by other churches, what, what God's doing in the, those ministries. God will bless that, yeah. because you you recognizing, you know, they don't need to come hear me. Um, they need the Lord, yeah. and if they're they are having a relationship with the Lord in this church or that church or or whatever, that's important. But
2: God, he brings the increase. Yep. You know what I mean? No striving. He he, he brings. Yeah. If he wants your church to be a mega church, it'll be a mega church. If he wants your church to be three people, mm. it'll be three people. Yeah. It's he's the one that he's the one that does it. You know.
0: And even they reckon that from fifty, a church of fifty people, you have uh, almost hundred percent participation in ministry and in, in tithing and things like that. You go to a hundred people, you got fifty percent you got the same 50. then mm. you go to 500 people, you have somewhere between 50 to 100. So it's like, we want big churches, mm. but like, Jesus ran with 12 dudes, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he had the 72 and he had the, but he ran each day with 12 dudes. 12 dudes, yeah. And uh, and I just think, yeah, that's, if, if, if our goal is big churches, they're, they're good, they have their place and they you mm-hmm. know, but that's not, that should never be our goal. Mm-hmm. That should, our goal should be to be a true representation of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the goal is to see people's community. lives transformed. Yeah. And so that people in our community can connect mm-hmm. in and, and have a, have,
2: have a life-changing you have, experience. You have more over. accountability, I think, in, in smaller churches because you know people, it right. seems like. Like when I did the Shine you know, there was only like, yeah. like towards the end, there was only like 300 people there. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was like Thursday night compared to like being over here on the, the big church. Yeah. But you know everyone. Yeah. Like I remember I got to know everyone in Shine, mm-hmm. Orange County, I got to talk to everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I heard all the stories. What was going on? It's like every week, I had this relationship with the whole church, and it was it was uh, it was cool. Mm. But then when you get to the bigger churches, it just turns into you know. So, so you get lost. There's so many people. Mm. Well, that's why people could come in and out. Mm. No big deal. There's no uh, relationship. So mm. it's goods and bads, easier ways. But the bottom line, no matter what, at the end of the day, we need unity. I believe mm. with unity, one hundred percent. If everyone just came together and and can um you know not talk down to people and, mm-hmm. and, and wreck people. That's what de- the enemy does. He just mm. wants to destroy people, slander people, divide yeah. people. That's all the works of the enemy. Meanwhile the enemy's out there get a hold of our kids yeah. doing the damage and you yeah. got the the church fighting, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And the other
0: the other thing on, on the US mm. is I think with great what is it with great Power comes great with responsibility, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to quote Spider-Man. But the U.S. has a huge influence. Mm -hmm. The the United States church has a huge influence. Mm -hmm. And so I would say to Christians, carry that that responsibility well. Mm -hmm. Whether you like it or not, you're the podcast people listening to, you're the shows people listening Mm to, you're the conferences, the conference speakers that are coming out to our nation all around the world. And that's been the way for a long time, and so you have a unique opportunity that Australia doesn't have. We have to a point, you know, yeah. There's influence, but but you guys are the biggest influence in the world. Mm. So wow. what is that? How do you be, how do you carry that with the weight that that should should be carried with, and be faithful to that, and steward that well? That's what that's what I'd encourage Christians and pastors and churches, man. Mm. That's people, people, listen. The world is listening. Yeah.
2: What are you What are you showing them?
1: Yep. So, Unity, love. And reach people, and the truth. You know, it's, it's Don't not
2: compromise the the the, the gospel.
1: Yeah, it, the it, it's not. You know, that, that cookie cutter. You know, too, as Ryan used to say, the, the cool ghost kind of aspect of ministry. Like that's not effective. That's not what people need. People need the truth. People need genuine teaching that's led by the love of God that stands on the power of the Word of God. That's what changes lives. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's not about you. It's not about your outfit. It's not about the way that you you are personally. It's about the power of God working through you and you just being an open vessel.
2: You know that reminds me of this story of uh. So we had this transgender. He was a boy and he was coming here, and um, he met came up to me and goes, <clears throat> Ryan. He's like, he's like, I just gave my life to God. Um, I'm actually in the middle of transitioning to to a girl, you know, taking the pills and all that stuff, but he goes. I want the truth he's like i'm not gonna be offended he's like just tell me what the bible says like just just give me the truth he's like i'm gonna keep coming to church here um and like again i just gave my life it was like a week, a week ago so he's like a second time in church but he's like give me the truth and so everything was in love and he wanted to know the truth people want to know mm-hmm. the truth yeah. and the truth is what changes them they're 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 desperate for the truth Here's a, here's a transgender guy that's that's going to transi- uh, transitioning from a boy to a girl. But yet, at the end of the day, he's like, I love God. Mm. I want to hear the truth. And that's what the world needs to hear, mm. the truth in love. You know, I didn't tell him, no, stop doing that. I'm just, okay, well, this is what the Bible says. Jesus loves you. And I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit, God can transform you. Yeah. And he's going to show you. I told him, he's going to show you who you are in Christ. Yeah. Cause God doesn't make mistakes in genders or anything like that, but I didn't have to come slap him over the head and be like, "Adam and Eve, not Adam and Eve." <laughs> it's just like, no, God loves you, and if you find your identity in Christ, you're gonna find out that God makes no mistakes and that He did create you as a man, mm. yeah. you know. And when I talked to this guy, you know, he came from a very long line of abuse, yeah. and and the father, you know, no father, mm. and then going into like an S and M relationship with older men and just. Wow. abused sexually and this whole thing there was a lot more so what he had to discover is that there was a father that loved him mm-hmm. and through that love relationship God would change him wow alright really well check this out this is the end of the show Phil thank you for being on the show Thanks McKeon so much, thank you for being on the show um, people listeners don't forget to go to whosoevers.com. we have amazing product when you purchase this, it funds our high school tours Download the app. Um, We have all the past radio shows and um, cool testimonies. The Gospel of John's up there, the whole thing. It's free. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you guys next Saturday night. Peace.
1: This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.